I'm going to say it again. How many know he's a great God? Amen. I know my mic went out. How many know he's a great God? Amen. Listen, I love, I love days like this because, Miss Edith, I don't have to preach too hard. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, let's give it up for everything the Lord has blessed us to experience thus far. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Lord, we thank you for being God all by yourself. Again, we bless you for the privilege of standing before your people. We thank you for what you've already allowed us to experience. Thank you for reminding us that on the third day morning, he that which was dead rose. And we're grateful that he rose because now with all power in his hands, he's blessed us to be able to stand today and give his name all of the glory. We thank you. Would you open up our hearts and minds to receive a word from you one more time? that you and you alone can receive the glory. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. And all the saints responded by saying, Amen. Travel with me, if you can, to the gospel according to Luke. Um, the other day I was in conversation with an individual who I had never met before. And... Um, just out of the blue. They didn't know I was a preacher or anything, but just out of the blue, he began to share with me that he did not want to go to church this Sunday. And the reason he didn't want to go to church this Sunday was because he didn't have a new outfit. And because he didn't have a new outfit, he said he didn't want to be the only one showing up in something old. Um, I shared with him, I say, well, that's no excuse not to go. First of all, if you need a new outfit, come on, I'll go buy you one right now. Second of all, everybody that dress up on the outside is not clean on the inside. So we don't show up to celebrate what we have on the outside. We show up to celebrate what he's doing on the inside. Amen. Um, so as we look at the gospel according to Luke in chapter 15, um, you already know Luke 24 and 6. They just gave us that presentation when they showed up to the tomb. He wasn't there. He had already risen. Amen. Luke 20, Luke 14, no, 15, should I say, beginning at verse number four on the screen. It says, if any man has, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me. Because I have found my lost sheep. And in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Can you look at somebody and say there's a plot twist? Amen. There is a 
plot twist. Amen. There is a plot twist. Have anyone been lost before? I'm pausing for a dramatic emphasis. Has anyone been lost before? And if you don't know you've been lost, it's because you're lost now. But the truth is, all of us have had experiences with being lost. And when I read the definition of the word plot, I discovered that the word plot is nothing more than the focus of a particular narrative whether it's a movie or a novel or even your life. There's a plot. It means there's a central theme that's taking place within that particular um, narrative, movie, or even your life. In other words, there's a direction that you are headed in, and in that plot, what is taking place is you are moving to a climactic um, experience in that plot. Whatever it is, it's going to end with a bang. But what I've discovered is that each and every one of us, as we navigate this thing called life, we all have a common enemy. Do you know you have an enemy? Um, It's a common enemy. And the reason we have a common enemy is because way before you and I got here, there was a celestial warfare that broke out. Revelation chapter 12 puts it this way. He says there was a war that broke out in heaven. And the war that broke out in heaven was because there was an angel by the name of Lucifer who got mad at what the Lord thought about you. And when he got mad at what the Lord thought about you, he started challenging God and start saying to God, who is man that thou art so mindful? of him um who is he who is her who is she that you would place her in a position that's even above me and i don't think that they should be above me and the lord checked though lucifer and let him know you don't have no right to question me and there can't be two kings in this castle so it's time for you to go And what you will discover is when the Lord kicked Lucifer out of heaven, what you'll discover is on his way out, Donna, Lucifer made the Lord a decree. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure that man, humanity, those that you love and care for the most, those that you placed in this lofty position, I'm going to make sure that I make them cuss you to your face. And can I tell you what's been going on in all of our lives? All of us have been dealing with the adversary because the adversary has been trying to make you and I cut the fool, do the fool, play the fool, act the fool, and cuss God to his face. Now, before we get too excited about that, I need you to recognize the devil don't care nothing about you. He don't care nothing about me because it's not about me and you. It's all about the fact that the devil has an issue with the Lord and he wants to prove to God that God was wrong. And the reason the way he can prove that God was wrong is by making me act a fool. Can I bless you real quick? Next time you see somebody acting a fool, don't jump them, jump the devil. I know you missed it right there, but my Bible puts it this way, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood. Hello, somebody. And the next time you get mad at somebody who's flesh and blood, you need to know you're mad at the wrong person um, because it's not the individual. It's the spirit that's invaded that individual. And you've got to recognize that there is a plot going on in every one of our lives. And the central theme is there's an enemy, an adversary called the devil, called Lucifer, called Slewfoot. He, he's the one 
one who's trying to make all of us act other than what God has created us to be. Now, I need you to understand this is why you ought to forgive yourself, because when you made that mistake and that decision, you weren't acting in your own accord. You had been invaded by a spirit that did not come from God. And I'm here to tell you, every one of us can testify. There's been a time in my life when I've said some things that were not of God, when I've done some things that were not of God, when I've gone some places that God didn't approve of. Why y'all looking at me strange? I'm just talking about me. Uh, We've done some things, said some things, and gone some places that God did not approve of. And some of us can testify, I knew it was wrong before I did it. I got dressed and got ready at home to go do what I knew was wrong. Hello, with my eyes wide open, and I had a good time doing it. Come on, tell the truth up in here. I enjoyed every one of my sins. Ain't no sense in sinning and getting in trouble if you're not going to enjoy it. Can I tell you the truth? I enjoyed all of mine. I ain't bragging about it. I'm just telling the truth. But what I came to know is I wasn't acting in my own accord. I had been infiltrated by the devil. And here is the plot, y'all, that you can get this, um, that I can press on. Uh, the plot is, is when you look at what's going on in a celestial realm, it's the devil trying to prove to God that God is wrong. And you know that wasn't a fair fight because God can whoop him with just one bl- snap of his finger with just a blink of an eye, one wave of his hand. He could have destroyed the devil right off the top. But no, he likes to have fun too. That's why I don't understand folk that come to church and can't have a good time. Because when you read the Bible, the Lord has a good time too. Because you know he could have wiped him out. But he said, since you want to play that game, come on, Call of Duty. I'll let you come on in here and play with me. And all of a sudden, this is why when you read the Genesis account, he gave man keys to everything. But he said, here is one instruction. Don't touch the tree in the midst of the garden. Now, God already knew he was going to touch that tree. Come on. He knows everything. So the reason God told him that is so that he can give the devil a chance to be saved. That's why you got to be careful who you write off. Because if the God that we serve thought so much of de- the devil to give him an opportunity to come back into the fold, who are you and I to decide who's worthy of being saved by the Lord? I knew I wasn't going to get no amens in there, but everybody that know what it is to be treated like the black sheep of your family, everybody that know what it is for everybody in your family to look down at you, talk bad about you because of the things you found yourself in in life, because of the mistakes you made in life, because of the choices you made in life. You understand what I'm talking about when I say you can't listen to what other folks say about you because folk will write you off, but you ought to shout today because you have a God that in spite of what folks say has written your name on high can I tell you I'm a mess up but I'm a saved mess up I make mistakes but I'm even saved when I make my mistakes and that's why can't nobody hush my shout it's cause I know what the Lord has done for me can I pause parenthetically right here and drop this out here for you that you ought to shout for what God has done for you cause can't nobody praise him for you like you can praise him for you can I tell you why don't nobody know how low down you really are but you (laughs) 
See, that's what irritates me about folk that show up in church. You try to pretend like you got it all together. If the Lord will let your secret thoughts be known in public, would nobody sit next to you? But you ain't got to sit next to me because I'll testify by myself. I'm a wretch undone. But before you sign that thing, you got to make sure you say, but he saved. And is there anybody in here that can shout, not that I got it all together, but I shout because I know I'm saved. One more thing I got to remind you, Shakaya, there's some folks sitting next to you that don't think you deserve to be saved. I'll say it one more time. There's some folk in your life that don't think you deserve to be saved. Can I help you real quick? I don't. But that's why I shout like I shout because I recognize I don't deserve it, but I have it. Is it anybody here can testify? That's why I act like I act because I have what I don't deserve. And you can hate on me all you want. Hate on me, hate on me, hate on me, hater. But here's what I want you to understand. You can't stop the Lord I serve from blessing me. Now look around the room. Is it anybody that can stand as a testimony that you know you are blessed, but you don't deserve it? Come on, don't act like you got it all together. Somebody need to see I'm dressed up on the outside, but I'm tore from the floor up on the inside. I'm trying to see if there's some real witnesses in the house that will testify because what I've discovered is the reason God lets you get that experience is so that you can give your neighbor an explanation. Here's the explanation. I was a fool. I messed up. But the God I serve, he didn't write me out. He wrote me in. Hello, somebody. Here's the explanation. Got drunk a plenty of times. Hello, somebody. Even was crazy enough to get behind the wheel of a car. Don't even know how I made it home. But can I testify? Here's the explanation. God protected me even in my foolishness. Was sick as sick can be. The doctor gave up on me. Didn't have enough insurance. But thank God for blessed ushers. Here's the explanation. When you don't have insurance, thank God that you have ushers. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So grandmama said, he's a doctor who's never lost a case. Now somebody can wave at me and testify. That's my shout right there. I was sick, but look at me now. I like how you play that, man. You play that like you know what you're doing. But look at what I'm trying to get you to understand. I'm uh, trying to get you to understand the plot was that the devil don't care nothing about you, but he's trying to destroy you. I want you to get this, yo, yo. He don't care about your house, your car, your bank account. He's trying to destroy you. I'm going to let that sink in. He don't care about your zip code. He don't care about how many decimals are behind the bank account that you have. He don't care about none of that. He's trying to destroy you because in destroying you, he can make you cuss God to his face. Uh, Because here's what you'll discover, D. Many folk can shout when they on full, but can you shout when you on empty? A real saint 
can shout when he ain't got a dollar in his pocket. A real saint can be faithful when everything is haywire in their life. A real saint can go home and light a candle because you ain't got no electricity and still give God glory in the shadow of your candle because you know that God is still able and you just in between blessings. And so I'm going to shout in the midst of where I am because I know my blessing is on the way. Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Somebody just got to start shouting because you're knowing for yourself. And when you read Luke chapter 15, you'll discover that that's what took place. It was some folk that was set tripping. That's what they was doing. They were territorial. They thought they were the only ones that had a right to the Lord. They thought they were the only one that was worthy to be blessed. They thought they was the only one that God should be looking, looking out for and hooking up. But can I tell you that I serve a God that don't care about them sedated folks so much, but he's looking for us messed up folk. I know you didn't want to admit that you messed up, but can I tell you, you ain't fooling nobody but yourself. All of us are messed up up in here. Now, we may not have the same issue, but all of us have some issues up in here. And your issue qualify you for a blessing from the Lord. Now, why don't you take 13 seconds and just start thanking God for your issue? Because it's your issue that draws him nearer to you. It's your issue that lets you know that he's still on your side. It's your issue that lets you know he'll protect you when can't nobody else protect you. It's your issue that lets you know you may be down, but you're not out. It's your issue that lets you know that God may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. It's your issue that lets you know, can't nobody do me like Jesus. And I just need you to take 13 seconds and don't complain about your issue, but start celebrating your issue. Because when you read Luke chapter 15, everybody with an issue got hooked up. I stopped right there because I thought somebody in here wanted to get hooked up today. And if you want to get hooked up, you need to know the process of getting hooked up. Don't wait till you get the blessing. Praise him while you in your mess. Come on, look at your row and see if anybody moving. Because if they not moving, you know that's the lost one we going after right now. If they not clapping, you know that's the lost one we going after right now. If they ain't saying amen, you know that's the lost one. Look down your row. That's the lost one we going after right now. Because worse than being lost is being lost and not knowing you're lost. But I serve a God that when you read chapter 15, he comes after those that are lost even if they don't know they lost. And if you going to get hooked up, hello, the first day you got to know is you got to praise God because God knows how to search for those that have strayed away. Can I bless you real quick? I'm glad God sent a search party after me when I was doing Why y'all looking at me strange? You see, it wasn't one person that came after me. It was several people that came after me. And I'm so glad that they didn't all collectively give up on me. So when you read the text, here's what you'll discover. There was one shepherd who had 100 sheep and the Bible says he lost one 
one sheep. And instead of being satisfied that I still have 99, he recognized the value in just one. And can I bless you real quick? The reason he woke you up this morning is because God recognizes the value in just one. The reason why he stopped by your house and blessed you like he blessed you is because God recognizes the value in just one. Now you got to recognize the death angel marched all night long, but there was some blood hung over your doorpost. Hello, somebody. And the devil had to skip that one. Hello, somebody. And sometimes you got to be careful because you only shout when you got a multitude of folk, but you got to know how you shout a shout when you're just one deep. Hello, somebody. And I learned how to praise God when ain't nobody else with me, when ain't nobody else patting me on my back, when ain't nobody else cheering me on, but when I think about the goodness of God and all that he's done for me, my soul gets happy and I got to start telling the Lord, thank you. If won't nobody else praise you, I'll show up on a Sunday morning and thank you by my doggone self. Did you hear what I just said? I don't need no help. I don't need no musician. I don't need no singers. I don't need no dancers. All I need is breath in my body. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Is it anybody here that got breath in your body? Then my question is, what you waiting on? The Lord's been good to you. Can you praise him one deep? Or are you only bad when you got a crowd around you? One got lost. And they tore the house up looking for one. Are you the one? Come here. Are you the one that's going to get hooked up today? Come here. here. Are you the one going to get your blessing today? Are you the one going to get your breakthrough today? Are you the one that's going to get a move of God in your life today? Are you the one that the Lord's going to turn your life around today? Are you the one that the Lord's going to hook that issue up for you today? Well, if you the one, why don't you act like you the one? I know what happened, Chris. Um, Some of us have gotten tired. But the Lord says, I let you get lost so I can teach you what it feels like to get your second win. I know you missed it right there. What is a second win? Anybody that's been in athletics, you know every now and then your strength will leave you. But the Lord says when you get weak, that's when you are strong. And a second win is when you're about to quit, you get a little extra hoof. Hello, somebody that let you run just a little bit longer. If second win is when your gas tank gets low, but you discovered you got a reserve tank that came out of nowhere. Second win is when you ain't have but $20 for the week, but the Lord let you drive on $20 eat on $20, pay your bills on $20, bought a scratch off on $20. Why y'all looking at me like that? $20 can stretch when you put it in the hands of the Lord because the Lord knows how to give you a second win. Second win is when you say he didn't got on my last nerves, but that was 15 nerves ago because when you thought you couldn't take no more, God gave you what you needed to hang in there just a little bit longer. Second win is when you went in there to quit that job because you couldn't handle them hellions no more. But on your way through the door, the Lord touched you and breathed on you again. And before you walked out, God walked in. He gave you a second win. Isn't anybody in here can testify? I thank God for my second win. 
second wind means I can run just a little longer. I can take just a little more. I can do just a hello. Why y'all looking at me strange? I'm thanking God for my second wind. And if you know God will give you a second wind, why don't you high five somebody and tell them thank God for the second wind. A second wind is what God will get. Well, go ahead and read the text. He says he didn't just look for him, but the Bible says when he found him, he put him on his shoulders and carried him back into the fold because sometimes you're too weak to carry yourself but that's why I praise him like I praise him because when I can't carry myself he's got enough in him to carry me can I raise this question for you today who did you walk in here carrying today because every same same should have carried some lost sinner into the house of the Lord today and if you can't lift them physically you ought to be lifting them spiritually up unto the Lord is it anybody you know that you need to lift up unto the Lord well that's why the Lord gave you a second win because they down right now but if you keep calling their name before the Lord somebody can testify the Lord knows how to go right where they are and turn that thing around how do you know it because that used to be me I, I was in that place I was in that alley. I was in that ditch. I was in them circumstances. I was in them streets. I was in that situation. But the Lord showed up where I was. Didn't judge me where I was. But he lifted me up out of that place. Can somebody testify up in here that I serve a God that'll give you a second win? Say D. I said second wind and they start spelling it W-I-N-D but let me tell you I love my second wind but can I tell you I'm thanking it for my second wind. Hello somebody that's W-I-N because once he gives me a second wind W-I-N-D he also gives me another wind W-I-N and can I tell you in the name of some DJ named Kelly all I do is win. If there's anybody in here that know what I'm talking about, you know what it is to walk in victory. You know what it is to shout in victory. You know what it is to rock it even if you don't have it because you know God has already declared that victory is already in your forecast. Is it anybody in here shouting right now can testify? Don't have the house, but it's on the way. Don't have the promotion, but it's on the way. Don't have the breakthrough, but it's on the way. Ain't brought my children back but they on the way ain't healed my body but it's on the way ain't got no money but it's on the way don't have the degree but it's on the way lost my family but it's on the way I'm shouting because I know he'll give me a W-I-N is it anybody in here can testify I win baby that's why I shout why y'all looking at me strange I'm already out of time but I need you to understand that was a twist in that plot the devil tried to take me out but by the grace of God God already put a twist in that plot because I was headed to a devil's hell anybody know what I'm talking about I was going to hell with a gasoline jacket on and a smile on my face but there was a twist to that plot one Friday he died one Saturday he stayed dead but early that Sunday morning You can't read it from back there, so let me shout it for you. He rose, and when he rose, I rose with him. And that's why I shout like I shout, because that was a plot twist that took place in my life. Now, can you shout right now what the devil meant for evil? 
You ready to get out of here? I'm ready to get out of here too. Can I leave you with one last story before I tell you about a plot twist? That was a grandmother who was raising her granddaughter and the grandmother had ran out of resources, didn't have no money, didn't have no food, and it was cold in the house. And the grandmama got up one morning and said, baby, you got to go to school. And she said, but grandmama, why would I go to school and leave you in this condition? She said, all I got to tell you is go ahead on and go to school because the Lord will provide. Well, the grandmama always took the granddaughter to school, to, to church. And the last Sunday they went to church, the preacher preached about call him up and tell him what you want. So on her way out the door, the granddaughter wrote a letter to the Lord and addressed it to Heaven's Boulevard and placed it, hello somebody, in the postmaster's box. When she put it in the mailbox, the postmaster picked it up and read the letter himself and said that the letter said, we ain't got no medicine, ain't got no wood for the fire, and ain't got no food to eat. Well, do you know it touched that postmaster some kind of way? So he picked up the phone and called his homeboy that owned the wood store and read the letter to him and his homeboy said don't worry about it I'm going to send some wood over there free of charge he kept on reading the letter he said and don't worry about the food either because I got somebody who owns a grocery store I'm going to call him up and tell him to send some food over there and place it on my account and then somebody showed up and said well my cousin owns a drugstore so whatever medication the grandmother needs I'm going to make a phone call and she'll have it before the day is out. Well, life will have it that on her way back home from school, the little girl was walking home, but she saw some smoke coming out the chimney, and she had a smell in the air that she hadn't smelled in a while. The little girl got excited, ran up to the house, and said, Grandmama, what's going on? She said, Baby, I was sitting on the porch in my rocking chair, and a man with a wood stove showed up and dropped off a whole bunch of wood. But before he could unload the wood, the man from the grocery store stood up and dropped off a whole lot of groceries and before I can get all of the groceries unpacked the man from the drugstore showed up with my medication and can I tell you God has been good to us and the little girl looked at her grandmama and said grandmama can I tell you what happened on my way to school I wrote the Lord a letter I heard the preacher say call him up and tell him what you want I didn't have his phone number so I figured I could just write him a letter can I bless you real quick? She said, Grandmama, I need you to do one thing for me. Give me one more sheet of paper because I got to write God one more time. And Grandmama looked at it and said, Baby, now don't be selfish and greedy. He's already done enough. She said, Mama, I'm not asking him for nothing this time. This letter is just going to tell him thank you. All I want to know is that anybody on a Sunday morning that's got a thank you in your spirit. That's got a thank you in your heart. That's got a reason to thank the Lord. Because you know he's been good to you. Why don't you pull out your pen? Why don't you open your mouth and just start telling the Lord. Is there anybody in here that's got a reason to praise him? If the Lord's been good to you. If the Lord has brought you from somewhere. If the Lord has blessed your life, why don't you meet me at the altar? Because I just want to touch my hand on the altar and tell the Lord, thank you for every blessing you touch me. Touch this altar and tell the Lord, thank you for the blessings that's on the way. Slap this altar and tell the Lord, thank you 
because I may not have it, but I know it's on the way. If you really want it, touch the altar and tell the Lord, thank you. I told you it's a plot twist. The devil thought he had you. But when you claim it, the Lord knows how to turn it around. You got to know how to walk in faith. You got to know how to travel by faith. You got to know how to touch the altar and say, Lord, I cast it all up unto you. I cast my children unto you. I cast my family unto you. I cast my life unto you. I give it all unto you. Is it anybody in here that don't mind praising right now? Is it anybody in here that don't mind giving him glory right now? Is it anybody in here that don't mind calling his name right now? Is it anybody in here that believe he can work it out? Can you testify? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see breakthrough. Thank you. I see a miracle. Thank you. I see a turnaround. Thank you. I see a healing. Thank you. I see deliverance. Thank you. I see the Lord working it out. Thank you. Is there anybody that feel him like I feel him? Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. He can do it. Won't he do it? He can fix it. Won't he fix it? He can sell it. Won't he sell it? If you need him, you got to cry out for him. If you need him, you got to call his name. Because in verse number 7, the Bible says, A cry went from earth up to heaven. And in heaven, a praise party broke out. When one sinner comes to the altar and repents, God turns that thing around. And heaven threw a party. Can I tell you, I came to get my party on. I came to get my miracle. I came to get my blessing. I came to get my fix. I came for the Lord to settle it. I came for the Lord to turn it around. Is it anybody? We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We stand around the altar. We bless you, Lord. We stand around the altar. We lift you, Lord. We stand around the altar. We declare it, Lord. We stand around the altar. We give it to you, Lord, because we know you're able. 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 We shout because you're able. We cry because you're able. We pray because you're able. We say because you're able. We lay because you're able. We prostrate because you're able. Can't nobody. Lord, have your way. Those that have come to the altar, we need you now. Would you bless us like never before? Could you move on our behalf? You know what we need. You know what we're struggling with. You know where we are right now. 
You know our weaknesses. You know our strengths. You know our struggles, both secret and public. Have your way right now. Move like never before. Allow us to recognize you care about the loss. You care about those that have strayed away. You care about those that have gone astray. We bless you right now for searching us out and bringing us back into the fold. Would you have your way like never before? Lord, if there's some heart that needs to be touched right now, fix that heart right now. We trust that you are a heart fixer. There's some confused mind, would you fix it right now? We believe you're still a mind regulator. We thank you, oh God, for letting us know that whatever we need that you could fix. We bless you right now. We lift you right now. We praise you right now. It's in Jesus' name we decree. Amen and amen. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Nobody but you. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We thank you. Nobody but you. We bless your name right now. We thank you right now. Nobody but you, Lord. We thank you right now. We thank God for the plot twist. The devil thought he had him. But the Lord knows how to throw a twist in the devil's plans. Sunday morning he rose and gave us the victory. Listen, the Lord has called and ordained us to extend the privilege to his church. Our brothers will get in position. But listen, as they take their position, here's all they want to do. If the Lord has touched your heart, if the Lord has touched your heart and put on your heart that this is the church that he has ordained for you to be a part of, 